Hey everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning for WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. I've been thinking a lot about energy, burnout, and mental health lately. So in searching through our database of inbound questions for this year's show, I was kind of hunting and pecking for questions on this subject. And to be honest with you, I found a lot. This is something many of you are dealing with and want to discuss. These are very personal subjects, but I think it can help to have a larger discussion so that you, the individual at home, can know you are not alone in this battle for mental health and energy and the battle against burnout. I picked this specific question from Jane in Ohio, but really I could have picked 20 others. Before I get into Jane's question, know that you can send me your career-focused questions either by connecting with me on LinkedIn and messaging me there or by emailing me at bclapp at workinsports.com. That's B-C-L-A-P-P at workinsports.com. So I get all these questions, I look through them, and that is the focus of our Monday episodes. If you're new to the show, every Monday we will do a fan question. We'll handle a fan question, really dive deep into it. Then on Wednesdays, we do an interview with somebody special in the sports industry. So here's Jane's really good question and topic launch for today. Hi, Brian. I'm a big fan of the podcast and the knowledge you share. You have helped me immensely in my career. I have a topic for you to discuss on your show. In the first few months of quarantine, I framed my mind around the idea that this would be just a few months and I could get through it. I took a pay cut but kept my job. And I've sat in an apartment essentially by myself for three months. I sat in an apartment essentially for three months. But I kept telling myself it was temporary. The longer this drags on, the more I feel myself losing hope. I don't mean suicidal or anything that dramatic, but I would use terms like depressed, confused, frustrated, and kind of burnt out. I'm not looking to you to solve me in a clinical sense. I just want to have the conversation so that others know they aren't alone if they are feeling the same way. Jane, First off, thanks for your email. Showing this level of vulnerability and putting yourself out there is impressive, so thank you. First, I want to share a couple personal anecdotes, and then we'll get into a little bit more of the robust ideas on how to handle this. Now, I want to stress beforehand, I am not a doctor or psychiatrist, and if you are feeling depressed or having suicidal thoughts, please, I beg you to talk to someone. Someone you love, someone with expertise, just talk to someone. You know, another voice matters, because the number one thing happens when you're having a problem with mental health and uh, depression or suicidal thoughts is that you feel lonely and isolated and separate from everyone else. So, talk to someone. So, Getting on subject now, as I mentioned earlier, I've been personally thinking a lot about burnout, energy, and mental health. Energy is an important topic to me personally. And, and when we talk about energy, think of it like spirit, enthusiasm, excitement, you know, not necessarily like the ability to run a marathon. It's definitely more of a internal thing, not like just the the powerful engine of your body. I just I literally mean like your your energy level and excitement level. Okay, I believe 
we all have things in our life that provide us energy. We gain energy from certain experiences, lifestyles, endeavors, challenges. I know people that gain energy from social experiences. So being around other people, they need to have a balance of work and workplace social engagement that gives them energy and spirit and enthusiasm. I know people that gain energy from completing a complex task. So they always have like a Rubik's cube or a book of puzzles near them, Sudoku, things of that nature. I know others that gain energy from their environment. So a walk in the woods or going for a run makes them feel powerful and energized. I think learning this about yourself is one of the most important goals you can have in life. What gives you strength, energy, vitality, enthusiasm? What is it? Pay attention to your body and your energy levels and understand what makes them grow and change and diminish and flourish. When you figure this out, lean into those experiences. So let's get personal here for a second. I battle some seasonal depression. Maybe depression isn't the right word. But when the sun goes down early and the weather is cold, I lose my energy. I lose some focus. I lose some want to, like that want desire, that desire to do things and to accomplish things. I can get lazy. I can get mentally fatigued. I can get kind of down. I am solar powered. I love the green of the trees, the noises of nature, the sun on my body. Like that makes me feel energized. So with that in mind and our current situation, I have been worried about my own mental state when we hit winter and fall and things start to turn gray again. I know personally from this like deep introspection into myself, I know that I have to focus on getting outside no matter the weather. I have to make that time each day. If I spend the day locked to my computer or at my desk and the clouds are gray and the sky is dark and it starts to get cold out or whatever, I will struggle for a few days afterward if I don't get that energy working, right? Not servicing my needs, not understanding what I need and servicing them, making time for them, putting them in a prioritized sense, that lingers for me. Like if I go for a day with being at my computer working nonstop, grind, 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 and then it's dark out and go to bed, it'll take three or four days for me to recover from that. I will struggle for a few days afterwards. I also know about myself that I need to teach and mentor others. That's another place that I get energy from. So when I coach sports, like when I coach my daughter's soccer team, I get really, really energized. I love practice. Afterwards, I feel like I am like this electricity running through my veins, like, like I feel charged. So I've learned over the last five to seven years that I have to find ways to replicate that feeling. I'm not always coaching. That's not something I'm always doing. But that's part of why I transitioned in my career to focus more on career development, mentoring, and teaching through content like this podcast. This gives me energy. When I speak in a class, whether it's 10 students or 400, I feel that energy. It boosts me, especially when they're all actually listening and asking good questions. Now, I have learned this about myself. This is something I have learned. What triggers me in a positive sense? If I can't coach, I focus on speaking in classes and I create more helpful content. 
if the sun isn't out, I still need to force myself to get outside and be in nature. That's how I hedge my bets against all the things that can go wrong and reduce my energy. I've found ways to resupply it. You need to figure this out for yourself. What gives you energy? And if you feel like social engagement is something that gives you energy, don't stop at, well, I can't be around people now, so I guess I'll huddle in the corner and cry myself to sleep. Don't stop there. Get creative. Perfect example. Last week, I was talking to my friend and former guest on the show, Dan Kaufman. Dan is the New York Jets Director of Corporate Partnerships. He's a great interview guest. You guys should go back and listen to it if you haven't listened to that episode. But he and I were just talking last week. And he told me that he schedules meetings with people every morning between 8 and 10. 30-minute windows just to catch up and chat and see what's going on in their world. Different people every time. It's not like he talks to the same person every day. He sets up different meetings with different people across different teams and across different businesses, across different whatever. He's not doing business deals. He's not doing anything. He's just talking and catching up because he knows that social engagement is something he needs and he's not going into the office and he's not meeting with people on sales deals and he's not closing deals as much. I'm sure he's still closing some because the guy's a rock star, but he's found way to supply his energy level through activity. He said he needs this and he finds that everyone he's talking to likes it too. So he and I jumped on a call last week and I'll be honest, it was awesome. It was great. He knows this is something he needs, so he seeks it out. Last week, I also interviewed for the show friend of the show and returning champion Carl Manto, who's a senior director of group sales for the Chicago Blackhawks. Carl was our first ever guest on the show, so I decided to bring him back for episode 300, which is this Wednesday. And trust me, it's another great interview. Carl's one of the smartest, most creative and attuned people I know. But part of our conversation revolved around mental health. I won't share everything we talked about. You can listen to it on Wednesday. But we did talk about how people in sales specifically often generate their energy from two factors, closing deals and the joy and fulfillment they bring others. Servicing their needs and providing them entertainment is that that energy source for them. So how does someone who thrives on closing deals and servicing others replace that energy? One of the major conclusions we came to collectively is that you have to tell people what you need. But even before that, you have to identify what you need. That's what this discussion is about. Your mental health, your energy and enthusiasm, your ability to battle burnout comes from knowing what you need. So what is it? We tell our kids all the time to pay attention to how their body feels when they eat, after they eat. Stick with me for a second here. This is going to all tie in. Trust me. Part of the reason is my wife and I had no idea to where we were in our 30s that we both had certain food allergies, certain things that really affected us. We never connected the dots that when we ate certain things, we may have initially loved it, but then for the next four to six hours, all you want to do is take a nap, right? We've all been there, right? You eat a big meal, you eat some meal, you eat any meal, and you're like, oh boy, I don't... I don't feel so good. You know, I'm, I just feel like I need to lay down. Well, what we weren't putting the pattern together on was that there were certain things we were eating that were really negatively affecting our bodies. We weren't paying attention to that. If you start paying attention to those things, you can often find patterns. When I eat X, I feel like shit. 
for my wife, it was gluten. She had an allergy test done, and as you can guess, she's allergic to gluten. So now she doesn't eat bread, noodles, and other glutinous products, and her energy level is different. Pay attention to the trends that are happening in your life. We tell our kids to pay attention to how their body feels and see if there are patterns. Spread this advice past food. We as a people, as a society, as beings, don't pay enough attention to how we feel and what is driving that feeling. I often talk about how the job of a manager, so when all of you out there eventually become managers, or if you're listening right now and you are a manager, I think you'll understand what I mean by this. The job of a manager is to put your employees in situations where they can succeed, set them up for success. Well, guess what? You are your manager. You have to learn and understand and communicate what you need to succeed. What do you need? What makes you thrive? What makes you feel good? Study yourself. Learn yourself. That is where mental health starts, in my opinion. Knowing what you need what brings you energy, and how to communicate that. Really try to pay attention to yourself and what makes you feel like, oh man, I feel great today. Why? Oh man, I feel bad today. Why? Dig deeper. Think deeper. Get to those root causes. Understand what they are and then build them out to be a bigger part of your life. Or minimize them if you're understanding those triggers that make you feel worse. Before we wrap this up, I want to have a quick discussion on burnout. Jane, in her question, mentions feeling burned out, and it's easy to see why. The more we see people losing their jobs, or we hear about it, or we read on the internet, or we watch a video, or we see something on Twitter, okay? The more we see this, people losing their jobs, taking pay cuts, waiting in line for unemployment, getting evicted, all these different things that are happening right now. The more we internalize that we have to work harder than ever before to maintain what status we have. Unfortunately, this is not sustainable. The longer and harder you work, the less productive you become. That is a fact. It is a proven fact that people are more productive if they work 45 minutes and then take a 15 minute break. 45 minutes, take a 15 minute break. Seriously, proven fact. If you work straight on through, there's a point of diminishing returns. You become less and less competent and efficient as the day goes on. In side-by-side trials, the person who took breaks every 15 minutes and literally worked less time was more effective and accomplished than the person who worked straight through. Again, I made this mistake personally. I'm sharing this with you on personal experience. When I was the news director at Fox Sports Northwest, I had, I thought I had to be there in the morning for all the executive level meetings and be there at night for our 10 p.m. show. I thought if I worked really hard and quote unquote paid my dues, it would always pay off in the long run. All it did was burn me out and it made me want to quit the television business. Working 70 hours, 80 hours a week wasn't sustainable. I wasn't as effective. I wasn't as kind. I wasn't as tolerant. My employees started to see the worst version of me. I was burnt out. I went through this. I messed it up. And I look back now wishing I could have done things differently. I wish I could have paid attention to my energy levels, understood how to charge myself and set myself up for success. But I didn't. I failed. And now I share this with all of you in the hopes that you will do better. 
Thanks, Jane, for the great question. Everyone needs to focus on mental health and understanding where your energy comes from. I think it's one of the most important things you can accomplish in life. So, as I said, Carl Manto coming up on Wednesday. Carl is one of my really good friends in the industry. He is a great, great guy. He is a salesperson, but he thinks so much bigger than that, too. Not that there's sales isn't big enough, but I'm saying we talk about culture. We talk about ways of managing mental health. We talk about how people who are in sales can be productive right now. There's a lot to learn from this for anyone. Uh, and again, like I said, he was the first ever guest on this show. And bringing him back for episode 300 is pretty cool. Like it just, it says we've got accomplished a lot and we've had you all there for part of this journey. So thank you for being a part of this show. Thank you for listening and caring and sharing. And Jane, thanks for a great question. So make sure to turn into Carl, tune into Carl on uh, Wednesday and I will make sure to see all of you then. But please, in the meantime, keep your masks on, keep socially distanced and watch all the sports you can in the bubbles where they exist. I mean, it's, it's, it's still a really good product. So enjoy it. Thanks, everybody. Take care.